Hey everyone, Sarah Peck here, and this is the Startup Pregnant Podcast. This month, we did a special series on our core values. We released our 10 core values out into the world, and I made a mini episode for each one. And they were each about 10 minutes long, and I invited people to respond to questions at the end of every episode. So if you head over to our blog at startuppregnant.com, you can see people starting to chime into this conversation. I thought today I would take a little bit of time to share some of what people have been writing in. Welcome to the Startup Pregnant Podcast, where we talk to creative leaders about what it means to be an entrepreneur and a parent. I'm your host, Sarah K. Peck. As always, hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have a minute to leave us a review, we would love that. If you need any of the show notes from the show, head to startuppregnant.com. Before I begin, I want to share a concept that I think is important, and it has relevance as we move through this reflection series on the core values. One of the ways that I process and learn is by living out loud, by speaking things out loud, by writing about them, by talking with friends, by sharing them. One of my mentors taught me that you need to be willing to be wrong in public, out loud, as part of the process of innovation and learning, but it's really hard to do. There's so much culturization and internal desire to be right and to look good and to have the answer and to make it be effortless. And in fact, a lot of this added pressure, I guess it's gendered pressure probably on both genders, but for women in particular, they constantly strike that balance, that line of look good, but don't work hard, you know, make it look effortless, be beautiful, have dinner on the table, but laugh like it's a piece of cake which um, for me is never true. I'm usually like no makeup, socks aren't on. I'm a little bit sweaty and stinky. uh, And then people come over for a dinner party and I'm like, hey guys, food is an hour late. And that's how that goes. But I have learned slowly or unlearned slowly, whichever way you look at it, that it's really important to learn how to fail publicly and to be wrong and to make little tiny missteps and edits and adjustments along the way. Because of this, I knew that when I developed these core values, I was at 85% of what I thought was possible. It was 85% complete. And at that point, I had to ship it and share it. Because what happens is when I talk with you and I read what you've written and I speak the words out loud, I learn far more than I ever would if I held on to it and I tried to make it perfect. So in today's episode, I want to share some of your responses, and I invite you to continue to reflect on these core values and think critically through them with me. Not just because it's helpful to me, that would be far too selfish, but also because I have worked with so many people in developing core values and worked with so many startups on this exercise, that examining what makes a really good core value is an exercise that can help you in making your own core values and clarifying those. Some of you have asked me to create a post or create an episode all about coming up with really great core values. So in the process of living out loud, I am going to do that as well. We won't talk about it today, but I'd love to put together my best tips and tools and structures for how to create great core values. One of them, of course, is 
take a first draft, put it together, and then iterate, you know, share them with people, get feedback, and see what works and what sticks. The second thing to do is to try them on, just like you would a pair of clothes. You never know if the jacket's going to fit until you try it on, wear it out, and see what you feel like with the jacket on and how it wears over time. So the test of a great core value is usually not known for a little while. And we're going to come back in a couple months and maybe a year from now and see what sticks, what remembers, uh, what people remember, what I remember, whether I used it or not. And I can already see that some of them are starting to work and some of them are not quite working. So the first core value, the one that says in my experience, I think this is fascinating because so many people responded to this one. I actually think this is the stickiest one so far. Jill wrote in, one of the people listening, she wrote in, she says, I have absolutely found acknowledging that we each come at everything in life from our own unique set of experiences helps me to have compassion, both for myself and for others. Comparing ourselves can sometimes kill creativity and confidence. Thanks, Jill, for saying that. And amen. Sarah writes in and she says, For her, that in her experience, she doesn't judge others for their parenting choices, but seeing the choices other mothers make sometimes makes her doubt her own. And because there's so much doubt that comes with raising kids, and because there are so many contradictory opinions out there from everything from how to eat and how to discipline, it can be really hard. Using that phrase, good for her, not for me, as a mantra has been really helpful to gain confidence around the parenting decisions. Amen. I love this one so much. Credit to Amy Poehler for those words because she's the one who said good for her, not for me, or good for you, not for me, as a way to create that boundary between us that's compassionate, that says, hey, I chose this and you chose that, and like we're still on the same page. We're both parents. We're both doing our best to raise kids. It's not an either or and it's not a fight. And Ariana and Jen chimed in. Ariana said, that she loves how it allows for multiple truths to exist and for there to be space for all these complex differences in opinion. And Jen writes in and she shares a story which I just loved because I think that this core value gave space to to even share this in the first place. She said, in my experience, we decided I would stay home with our daughter and my partner would continue his work. Our daughter turned three last month and also started her first daycare and school adventure. I remember many encounters with other parents and random people who would express their opinions as to when, where, and even who should care for my child. I also remember this hidden guilt inside of me which would poke its opinion into my experience. For me, making a conscious effort to receive without holding on to what does not serve me and to give without judgment of others is a constant practice. Thank you for bringing light to this conversation. So Jen, I just wanted to say thank you so much for writing in and for sharing the story because... I am sure that even though this is one of my core values, that we all have hidden biases. And I, as this podcast host, will probably tend to talk a lot more to people who are currently working or maybe not taking as much maternity leave or working in tech or working in businesses that are in urban environments. There's a lot of hidden biases that we can take on and take up. And this first core value in my experience lets us step back and breathe and be like, oh, right, there are so many different stories for how to do this. And we don't have to crucify people for doing them in certain ways. So thank you, everybody, for writing these in. And 
You know, honestly, this is the stickiest one. One of the writers and people I work with on this project, Carrie, who you'll hear in an upcoming interview, she wrote, I thought this was hilarious. She wrote, now, if only I could tell all the random strangers who keep stopping me to ask how pregnant I am, and then they tell me to enjoy every moment, or they tell me, get an epidural immediately. If only I could tell them about these magical words. And I love that, right? It's almost one that that once you learn it, once you hear it, I I get the compulsion to tell everybody about it. And I'm like, well, you should speak using my in my experience. And I'm like, wait a second, Sarah, you don't have to tell everybody how to speak. And then I'm like, guys, this would be really, well, guys, girls, gals, people, pals, this would be really helpful if we all just started speaking from our own experience. So that was some of your reflections on that first core value. Thank you, everybody, for chiming in. And contributing to this conversation, if you want to join this conversation, we're hosting it over on our blog because that's the easiest way for you to write to me and then I can share some of your responses back on mini episodes on the podcast just like this. Here is where I'm going with all of this. I found in writing them out and in talking about them and in sharing the stories and in hearing what people have had to say, I found that some of the core values were overlapping. Two of them speak to work-life balance, and then two of them speak to speeds and rhythms. And over time, I can probably consolidate those into one solid core value. And already I've noticed two that might be missing. I've already mentioned them on this podcast. You might be nodding your head along as you're listening. But the ones that are missing are first, learn out loud. I love this phrase, and I spoke about it. It came up naturally in conversation while I was sharing the core values. Learning out loud is like learning in public. It's committing to the act of knowing that learning is part of our creative fiber and knowing that doing it out loud and doing it even when we're uncomfortable is part of the edge of growth. And the second one that I'm missing, and I know I'm missing it, but I did it, which I'm glad for, is ship it. Ship it, send it, publish it, push print, close the door, close the document. It means put it out into the world even before you feel ready. So I'm going to keep playing with these and testing them, and our team is going to use them and try them on just like clothes. But like any business or human process, these are living in relationship with us. They're not static. You know, we don't, this is a strange analogy, but we don't have a human and then put it on a shelf, right? We grow them, we engage with them. There's so much more of our attention and time that's required. So in our business, it's the same way. The things that we pay attention to and breathe life into grow and change and shift. So as I use them and study them, I'm going to discover which ones work and stick. I imagine we'll come back a year from now and realize that some of them were totally on track. A few were a bit useless and some completely changed or I didn't even know it was coming because I couldn't have known it yet. By living out loud and shipping it, we can move forward and learn. All right, everybody, you can always send us an email at hello at startuppregnant.com, or you can subscribe to our email newsletter, also over on our website, to read more stories from women like you navigating work, career, life, parenting, motherhood, and building community, and, you know, all this stuff that we're all figuring out together. 
If you send me an email, I will be sending five people randomly a copy of my favorite book. So send me a note and let me know what you think of the podcast and what what's working really well for you, what you want to hear more about, and what ways I could improve as part of the process of living out loud and connecting with everybody who listens to this show. I invite you to email me and give me feedback. Or as you've heard me say on many of the interviews that I've already done, you can also just send nice things. I'll take either. Thanks so much, and I'll see you on the next episode.